Hello and welcome to the first day of the new show Battle of Ballers. So Arindam, shall we introduce ourselves? Absolutely, Sean. Let's go ahead. Okay, so for me, love for Liverpool began in 1998 after watching that goal from Michael Owen against Argentina in the World Cup. I mean, what a solo goal, right? So I I want to know more about this guy, where he plays, I mean, which club uh you know, he supports or he plays for. And that's how I stumbled upon Liverpool, and then the journey began. How about yourself? Dude, are you serious? Well, uh, you are a scouser, so can't really expect anything remotely interesting. (laughs) Hashtag grow up. Uh, (laughs) My fandom began slightly differently, though. It was uh, from the world of movies, and there was this one certain movie about, you know, a set of ragtag immigrants in London who are passionate about the game. Uh, The movie's name is Goal. And in the movie, there's a sequence where uh, the coach of the team actually takes the entire dysfunctional team to uh, the mecca of football, Old Trafford, and tells them the story of the Munich disaster. Hold on. Are you, are you saying like uh, you became a United fan because of Arshad Varsi and Bowman Irani? I mean, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> well, you see, United being the global team that they are, their story is inspiring from every source and every angle. So, uh, not unlike uh, another other teams like you know uh, Liverpool, who's just about ranting and raving about how many leagues they have won and how many this they have won and that they have won, despite the fact that they are winning something after 30 years. So um, that explains it. Well, I was so, expecting uh, a congratulations, but I'll I'll take that. Uh, thanks. Uh, and yeah, we have won. Well, so me mentioning. Me mentioning Liverpool in the introduction of my fandom for United, that itself is a congratulation for you. I think you should be satisfied with that for the time being. Well, you got to start somewhere. And I did uh, find Liverpool to be underdogs, honestly, when I, when we were growing up in the 90s. I mean, uh, United were at their perch and they were winning trophies, uh, at least in domestic league. And we were considered to be massive underdogs. And who doesn't love an underdog? Uh, except probably glory hunters. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call us glory hunters all you want, buddy. But the fact is that we are glory hunters because we did find glory and uh, lots of it when we especially knocked a certain team off their effing perch. <laughs> so viewers would have understood by now that we are seasoned supporters of probably the most rival clubs in world football. And here we are to talk about the game. So expect a few banters, if not many. Yes, and let's not forget that we are huge fans of cricket and other sports as well. So, stay tuned for some of that in the coming weeks. So, Sean, you are a scouser. So, uh, I'm sure you don't have too many matches that you can think of in terms of uh, getting glory against the Red Devils. But if, if there's any one significant one, would you like to tell us all about it? Uh, sure. I mean, the one among many you said. Sure, I I can pull out one. Um, I think uh, one of those games was uh, when United were at their pretty much the best they've ever been. I think with Ronaldo, Rooney, uh, Fergie at his glory, gum chewing best, uh, and we go there and beat them 4-1. And Torres kind of, you know, brushes aside Vidic, the so-called best defender ever to play. And he was scrambling on his uh, knees as Torres scored and it pulls up his five fingers in front of all of United glory. So I think that was a good theater of dreams. (laughs) 
so yeah yeah indeed that was a pretty uh, shocker of a game uh, honestly i wasn't expecting it that way because as you rightly said we were having a pretty strong team with rooney ronaldo uh, and again with the magician that sir alex was at uh, at the peak of his powers in during a game like that i remember that game a little too well i was uh, in one of my uncle's place in kolkata for our summer vacations and i had actually converted him to a united fan um and he was also looking forward to it and seeing the way the match unfolded it was uh, not a very pleasant experience that's for sure but again uh, it happens it's it's after all you know as as a certain mr ferguson said football bloody hell so that's how i would put it, it <laughs> yeah yeah bloody hell in yeah that could have been a significant one for you but again i'll have to think a lot to uh, you know take out one uh, leaf out of the millions of pages in the book in which uh, the reds uh, backsides were wiped clean by the red devils so um, <laughs> we'll come to that later because i have to pick the right page uh, so coming back to uh, coming back to where we are now uh, given in the current pandemic situation uh, do you think uh, lester can hold on to the top 4 uh, i i'm super impressed by lester Uh, i mean the way they have uh, you know grown over this last couple of years obviously winning the league uh, very recently and i'm really impressed by rogers as well as a manager because we have seen in liverpool what he has done with the limited resources but you know it's the finish that i worry about with lester uh, it's like they they have started slipping uh, post lockdown and i don't know if they can consistently i know they can consistently score but i don't know if they can consistently defend well and uh, i'm thinking united with the form that they're in it might be a tough one what do you think well uh, to be very honest uh, lester do hold a, i mean they do hold a key spot right now in the race to the top 4 that's for sure and given that their final few matches are against uh, you know sheffield uh, united tottenham Uh, it, it definitely makes for a very interesting last couple of days next couple of days for them uh, i can dare say more challenging than their 2015 yeah, title winning run that is for sure yeah i'm more worried about sheffield than tottenham just putting it out there i think sheffield's going to be a bigger challenge for them <laughs> well given that the last game is against united i uh, i hope it doesn't come to it but it may become a straight knockout for the fourth spot or the third spot yeah that's very interesting yeah their last game is actually against united which may be where everyone's eyes will be on the last day because the league's decided as you all know who the champion is who is it yeah. who is it who's the league champion come on you got to say it yeah yeah uh, you you can rub it, you can rub it all <laughs> you can rub it all as you, as much as you want but uh oh man i thought yeah uh, yeah what happened what happened to, what happened to pool after the one what uh, how, uh, how many goals did they score against city new history fc oh i didn't know because we have been told that so many times growing up in 90s oh you talk about history you talk about all the you know glory that you won although we have been winning champions league ever since but uh, <laughs> so i didn't know you will you, you will be one day a history fc but looks like 
it's not about it's not about history it's just that um, the real red team will come out very soon i know we have been in hibernation ever since uh, sir alex went for his sabbatical uh, for his retirement but uh, yeah that time is soon going to change because ole is at the huh. wheel How much do you want him to do, man? I mean, that guy is like he gave his life to you, guy. I mean, Sir Alex is gone. We have to move on, right? Someday. So mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah. He yeah, is. like the way, like the way, uh, like the way Liverpool likes demolishing its, you know, uh, boot room to um, make a press room. The boot room, which was so successful in giving so many uh, interesting and remarkable victories, which I don't deny where. Uh, impressive at that point but um, you know you need to give respect to historians and the way things used to run but unfortunately that's not how it, the the scouts was run nowadays right sure sure yeah i think pogba will uh, will will fix it for you with all the history and respect i think he's the perfect guy for that we digress okay let's let's mm-hmm. i know it's tough for rival fans like us but what let's let's come back did, did you notice that we talked about top 4 we didn't even mention arsenal Do you think that's really? Are they yeah, are they did. are they really relevant? Are they necessary to be spoken about? <laughs> I mean, they think they are. I mean, they they are one of the big big clubs for sure, aren't they? Or, or what do you oh. think? Yeah, no? uh, yeah. Given that uh, given that they are one of the big clubs, as you just mentioned, and the big four have actually qualified for the FA Cup semis. So uh, the FA Cup semis are also going to be interesting, considering the big four are there. There. Wouldn't yeah, I mean. Yeah, I do agree. But coming back, I mean, FA Cup is a good opportunity for them. I think that's the cup they want to win uh, every year. I think that they see that as their Champions League, which is which is good. Um, I think they have won the most number of FA Cups, haven't they? Uh, yeah, they, they do, and uh, it's also it's also nice for me to notice that you have subconsciously agreed that the big four are City, United, Chelsea, and Arsenal. So uh, good good time for self-realization. That's excellent. I mean, if you see the table, I mean, I don't have to admit to anything. I mean, the table will speak for itself. Oh, please! Thirty years later, please give me a break. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, it happened, right? Eventually, you couldn't stop it this year. So, well, you weren't in the picture. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it 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 happened. But uh, how many times is it going to happen in the future? That only time will tell. That I'm pretty sure. But coming back to Arsenal again. Uh, to be honest when i started following the premier league i was actually a little confused whether uh, wenger uh, wenger was the owner or the founder of the club given the name similarity i i was actually uh, surprised <laughs> although yeah i i do know it's my ignorance um, but uh, coming to the condition of the club right now uh, i really don't know if uh, they are actually supposed to be called relevant anymore because um wenger's last few years weren't exactly uh, you know significant either so i don't well, see any difference that uh, that the club is looking for right now um, but given arteta i think uh, maybe he needs a few more years of experience um, i i dare say i can probably compare him with how gigs gigs tenure went with united maybe he should have been given some more time um, yeah what what do you feel about that? i i think arteta is uh, coming from a good uh, solid reputation and he has a good recommendation from pep pep guardiola who's obviously one of the better managers out there let's just put it that way so i think arteta can do something with the squad but again i mean wenger was very successful because he 
brought a French revolution in Arsenal and at that time he was able to get players like Vieira and Henri for very cheap and he brought them from the French league and he made them popular here because they were great players and they were cheap at that point so i don't know if arsenal has the spending power anymore to to go and buy or do another revolution like that because the market is not the same anymore i mean they yes, bought pepe so for that that definitely that definitely is true because given the current situation of covid around the world yeah. i don't see too many teams being able to be in a you know in a uh, in a similar spending capability um to lure in talent uh, unlike yeah. unlike some teams where uh, just the attraction of the team brings players in like uh, for example how uh, jaden sancho is more more or less coming back, coming to united brought up a good good topic i mean let's talk about the uh, that actually for a bit uh, what do you think i mean as a player who's in europe or playing for madrid or even a you know like munich right what what are the clubs in england that are going to excite them to come and join right because in liverpool you have klopp and this whole like resurgence of with the team obviously current champions with city you have guardiola you know their hunger for winning champions league i mean he's desperate for it so there are a lot of incentives chelsea also is bringing a kind of young revolution like it will attract some of the youngsters because they're going to get chance to play in the first team I think so is United because it's a very exciting phase. It's a rebuild phase. That's why I think Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez took it over. So do you think Arsenal is kind of lagging in that respect a bit? You do you think the 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 lure is less to join an Arsenal? Well, you know, um it's not just about the youngsters and I'm being fair to all the clubs. It's not just about the appeal of the team. You you do need that one uh, you know talisman to uh, build your team around. And I honestly speaking, uh, I I don't see, excepting maybe Ozil, I don't see a talisman in Arsenal. To be very honest. Who doesn't like, play? Uh... <laughs> Ozil Ozil doesn't play, by the way. He's earning whatever, but he he's sitting uh, in in the stands under an umbrella. If you noticed. Well. Yeah, that's true. Again, as I said, uh, to me, Arsenal not really relevant, so I don't really follow their matches. But uh, again, going by just name on paper, uh, at least they have Ozil on paper. Whether they are playing or not, whether he's playing or not, is a different story. Similarly, yeah. you have um, in Liverpool, of course. I hate to say it, but then yeah, the talisman has to be. Um, what was the name of the player again that you guys were raving about so much? Sorry, who's that? which player uh yeah i understand you can't remember your own so called talismanic player mo salah's name so that's okay oh, no I, I think i think i think i have to correct you there because liverpool i think i've seen because as a follower i mean i've been i man i've gone through all like from hodson to you know like uh, benitez to now klopp right yeah so one thing i can tell you about liverpool very clearly is the the buck stops with klopp in this team and that is how big teams should be i mean you need to have one of like you're talking about talismanic players i think if a player decides to move to liverpool they actually want to play under klopp rather than play with salah and yeah that's an added bonus but they actually want to play under klopp because when guys like van dijk and alisson moved to liverpool we didn't have these like we didn't win 
like anything recently at that point same with salah and even mane so i think liverpool is a bit different and so is city at this point in the in the club in in the english premier league if you see i mean somewhat what united used to be or arsenal used to be because people would like to play for wenger people would like to play for alex ferguson right i think yeah i i totally agree i totally agree and the uh, and the fact that you are actually uh, realizing the fact that you're trying to emulate greats like united uh that's that's a sense of maturity coming into you i can understand that so uh, you're going in the right direction your club you know, is going in the right direction this portion will be edited right <laughs> coming back to fa cup then um i agree the fixtures are very interesting um what do you think um of chelsea like how they have played the season and now under lampard they have the chance to win a silverware where do you see chelsea in this well uh, to be very optimistic uh, i would say chelsea have um, you know they have packed a punch above their weights that's for sure um with a team such as uh, chelsea is right now uh, i i don't see them to be honest uh, challenging Uh, for the title too much but then uh, it's it's a refreshing it's a refreshing times for them right now i'm pretty sure um in the coming match of course yeah i of course being a united fan i would definitely want united to come out on top but then uh, i just have a feeling that chelsea will give us a run for our money uh, it's going to be a close one so uh, if i were to uh, predict something maybe a 3-1 or a 3-2 to united 3-2 to united okay that sounds like a close game i think chelsea um, well title i i don't know that's a big question and that's something for next season but with the resources they have this season i think they will attack for sure i mean like you said it might be a 3-2 or even a 4-3 kind of game because both the defense i don't see maguire or uh, zuma doing much for each other uh, so you think they're defensively a bit fragile chelsea a bit more than united um yeah i would say so uh, although honestly speaking um, the sooner uh, united find a you know a long running partner for maguire um, it's going to be useful for them <laughs> long running partner uh, maguire doesn't run anywhere who's where is the partner going to run <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. i mean we we definitely need to find the next uh, ferdinando vidic that's for sure um we are we are having a few on the transfer uh, you know radar but again i'm not going to uh, predict anything more since you have already pointed out to me that uh, predicting about sancho was not a very good idea so oh, yeah, i will reserve the records thoughts on that that could turn out to be fun what about arsenal city Arsenal City I think uh, should be a bit more straight forward however again coming back to on their day uh, I think City uh, can succumb to pressure because their defense again I don't see that stability since company has left I don't see who I, I think company was the guy who was arranging that defense marshaling it uh, I and I don't know if Fernandinho misses that game because of his red card uh that he got against chelsea uh, maybe he does miss that game uh, i'm not sure i need to check that uh, 
but I think overall might be good chance for Arsenal to kind of I, again I, I predict another high scoring game because uh, both the defenses might not be up for it so yeah if I had to predict that one I would say uh, I would say 3-1 to City 3-1 because I, I see the only way Guardiola is going to come out and say like hey boys we need to get goals right because he knows they're going to concede and you might see City like Sterling and De Bruyne just come off and start attacking straight away so what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah uh, to be very honest I would be happy to see a Manchester Derby in the last uh, in the final that's for sure. Uh, although uh, Arsenal uh, United match also would not be very disappointing, but Manchester Derby on any day nowadays is a pretty feisty atmosphere. Um, who would have thought? They are they are getting a they are getting, yeah of course who would have thought? Growing uh, up. Well, as you know, money money does the talking. Money does the talking. So that's how I would put it. Otherwise, I I don't think uh, you know the rivalry that uh, United and Liverpool have actually are matched by any other rivalry in uh, the English Premier League for sure. Uh, all the other derbies, be it the Merseyside, be it the Battle of Roses, be it the North London Derby, be it the London Derby. I don't think anything come close comes close to the you know Liverpool United uh, rivalry for sure. Um. Yeah, so not London Derby. I think I think we have a Derby coming in uh, in in two minutes. So any predictions there? Well, um, honestly speaking, who cares? <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> because both of them are going to anyways land up in the mid 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 table. Um, I would have definitely been interested if either of them would have been above United right now. But uh, given that uh, both of them don't stand a chance uh, to um, possibly eclipse United's chances, I don't see too much of significance in the game. However, yeah, I would definitely say that this is a good opportunity for both uh, Mourinho and Arteta to uh, experiment. Uh, more more Arteta than Mourinho because uh, he has the FA Cup coming up. So... Um, uh, it it would be a good uh, morale boosting victory if it, if there were to be one for Arsenal for sure. Uh, but so uh, Arsenal... don't expect Mourinho to go down without a fight. So you think Arsenal is going to win this? What do you think is going to be scored? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that Arsenal is going to win this. I feel that it might be a draw. It might be a tame draw. Uh, again, with the mentality that Harry Kane is in currently, he might actually uh, want to sign off uh, with a bank. So, expect Tottenham to come out all guns blazing. But uh, for a neutral supporter, I would say it will be better if Arsenal won this because it will give them some motivation ahead of the big semi-final against City, for sure. Yeah, okay. agree. And I feel the same way. I think uh, I think this is going to be their biggest game this season in the league because they have nothing really to achieve or win. Um, so... I think both teams are gonna give them a good fight, the opposition. So I, I'm, I'm. And in thinking, any case, Arsenal's season has always been: we win the FA Cup, we win the league. So that's been their mentality. So uh, given that, for putting that into account, I feel they have more the more of the incentive to win today and you know take some winning mentality and winning momentum to the FA Cup semi-finals. No, I think the mentality has been you're right. Win the FA Cup and 
finished top four, no? That's why they fired Wenger because he was coming, uh, he was finishing top four every season, and they're like, no, we have had this enough. We don't want to have a top four. We want to finish in top ten now, <laughs> and hopefully win the <laughs> FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, I clearly sure. remember that was the reason some of the uh, their fan clubs were discussing that we, you know, we are so tired of finishing top four. Oh, who wants to finish top four? You know, like, uh, but yeah. yeah. of the invincibles are gone, gone yeah. long gone say. well i hope it'll be a it'll be an interesting game and uh, at least for the neutrals uh, that's all we can hope for um mm-hmm. so uh, i i think we're almost at the end of our podcast here uh, do you want to go back to the game you were talking about uh, one in million that uh, united that you enjoyed watching as a united fan against uh, liverpool of course of course um, well it is quite gracious of you to bring us back to that because i did have yeah. a tough time choosing out of so many such wondrous matches uh, between the two clubs and uh, to be very honest i i have chosen a game where it wasn't exactly a one sided match it was more of a, a close battle because that's what we believe in we united fans we believe in a fair fight uh, it's not about one sided games at all So the match that I'm thinking about is the match in the 2014-15 season uh, Liverpool versus United at Anfield which uh, we won 2-1. The significance of the match was the passion that both the teams uh, showed I'm pretty sure and especially the overworked passion of one certain Mr Steven Gerrard who lasted just 38 seconds into the game in the second half. so uh, i will never forget it because uh, we were watching this we as in a lot of man united supporters we were watching this together in a small uh, gathering in chennai and um, when the referee raised the red card honestly speaking chairs tables even my, maybe the projector went flying into the air because we were just over the moon when gerard who came in with pretty uh, pretty much uh, you know um, not just a brush but then an absolutely foolhardy challenge by just stamping on herrera's uh, shin without thinking twice about it it was all about rage for him because uh, he i think came out after the match quoting that i did not see liverpool uh, make a single tackle and that was frustrating me so basically he just set an example of how to tackle and he went out uh, for the last time so one oh, wow. person yeah. one uh, one guy from liverpool god is so passionate um and we still ended up scoring and the game ended at 1 2 with 10 men playing um pretty much the entire game so um, yeah i mean i, I mean I, i i remember that game as uh, amata's one of the best games he has probably played for liverpool i mean for sorry for united um I haven't seen him score that freely for United ever since. I think the two goals that he did, one was a volley. I think uh, that was brilliant. Uh, so I I remember that game as individual brilliance of uh, one guy, uh, which was Mata, for me. But uh, yeah, so that's great. So I I guess uh, I'm I'm glad you got it out of the system, and uh, you got to throw a few chairs. for a red card which is uh, i guess typical united so that's that's good um okay i think with that uh, we have come to the end of our podcast in them 
um i think yes it was a very nice time uh, and reminiscing old memories and yeah. also getting excited for the next couple of weeks for sure so hope you guys enjoyed uh, what we had for you on store and uh, we are looking forward to bringing more for you very soon yeah and this was our first attempt and uh, obviously with the lockdown and everything and me being in toronto and arindam being in chennai it's been a challenge but we love the sport so i don't think it's a pain for either of us so just forgive us if there is any uh, any issues in the audio um, i hope you enjoy the content uh, with that have a great week ahead and we will see you next week 